Hi, I'm Lori Lieberman, and this is Vicki Abelson's The Road Taken. To thyself be true in Facebook Zina TV land. I'm Vicki Abelson and this is The Road Taken and with me is the lovely Louise Palanker. Hi Vicki. Say hi to Wheezy. And behind the uh, cameras there we have our wonderful producer Brant Thome and say hi Brant. Hi. And we have Jake Belcher. Hello, our, hello, hello, hello. Uh, yay. And I have to say it's really nice to be back in the studio and not having to be doing all that stuff. Because I don't know if you guys know, but I was doing it from my mother honey's den for the last two weeks. And the first week, we didn't prep in advance. So we didn't realize that we were like in total. My mother doesn't like overhead lights. So we were using little lamp lights. And so I was sitting in the dark with Eddie Ojeda from Twisted Sister. And it was, and I kept trying to reef fix us and you know it just wasn't a perfect tech and then then poor Samantha during the Facebook live feed she was trying to read one of the comments and so she tried to to scroll while we were she was filming and the camera flipped on her and it showed her going and uh, so <laughs> it's like the most precious seven minute video I've ever seen in my life so that that was really <laughs> the, the greatest takeaway of the thing but Eddie is so amazing and Twisted Sister has the most extraordinary fans we've had over 11,000 views on that video and uh, we have very phallic new microphones which I'm going to try not to focus on um, so n and don't you either out there so um, so anyway so uh, and then last week uh, we were with Alan Zweibel in, in Honey's Den and adorable adorable and we got it together I knew to turn the chairs around I made the lighting better and it's technically it was a it was a, a better it was a better outing but being here is ideal with oh, you guys I know because we missed Brent that's and right because we have the 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 uh, the adept technical skills the of wizardry Brent and Jake the yeah. wizardry mm -hmm. and also I have my lovely wheezy side I'm not into the sidekick thing though I'm like your it. hype girl my hype girl. Okay, so Wheezy, my hype girl. I don't know what that is. You know, there's a new thing for MILF. The new one, I forgot what the initials are, but it's something women who are hot, intelligent, and it's like some wohop. I don't know. It's some ridiculous initial thing that is not going it's, to, it's not going to play in Philadelphia. I really don't think it's going to go. But anyway, so New York was uh, two weeks in New York, extraordinary trip. I got to go to Danielle, uh, Michelin how many star restaurant amazing nine courses the first course was literally the size of a nickel on a dinner on a plate mm -hmm. it was crazy but gorgeous artfully done my friend drew Nieperins, our friend drew did the road taken hit the brand new nobu which is down by the world trade center and the freedom tower which i had never seen before so we went into the oculus which is if you haven't seen it it's this Jetsons like hub for transportation it, it, right by the World Trade Center and it also has all these stores and everything and it really looks like it's out of the Jetsons and um, and we went to the Freedom Town we went to the Samantha and I went to the 9-11 Museum mm -hmm. the last day I was in New York and it was torturous enough that I had to say goodbye to my daughter which was just killer Samantha I miss you and so I tried not to sob until the cab pulled away but then I get off the the plane 
and I deplaned in Burbank and the whole side of the mountains on fire. Yeah. And so we were around for the station fire in 2009 and we were sort of a safe house because we lived in a condo and it's it's concrete. There's no so there's really not the danger, but our neighbors were literally fighting the flames with their household hoses oh. and so we took in the kids and stuff and so this was very scary. Harry Harry was my son was really nervous to come pick me up because he had to drive kind of through fire to get to me the, wow. the, you know not literally but on the side of the mm-hmm. road and it was very scary, and uh, God bless the firefighters. And Samantha and I had just spent the day before when the, when the fire started at the 9-11 Museum. Thank you. Oh, my God, we're running out of time. And anyway, what's going on in the world with Houston, with Irma coming in, with the fires? I mean, it's just insane and scary, and not to mention that fucking lunatic that's in charge of things that the decisions that he's making are making me crazy we're not going to go there we're going to entertain today we're going to have a good time but i i'm really excited to have Lori lieberman with us Lori has been the most the number one artist performer for women who write of all time she was the very first musical guest and Lori and i'll tell you the story she did uh she did it in la in my living room twice she did it in new york at the women who write she did it in big sur with Mike Nesmith at the Henry Miller Library. She did it on the street. Louise was there, too, <laughs> um, at the NoHo Lit Crawl. Um, and um, she's uh, just a mainstay for me. Lori, um, uh, for those of you who are not familiar with the name, you all know the song that she inspired, which is Killing Me Softly. She wrote it. She, she, she wrote the poem oh, about, okay. about Don McLean, which inspired it. And she wrote the line, Killing Me Softly, with his song and um and she was the first one to record it and roberta flack heard her version of it i believe on an airplane we'll ask Lori about that and said i want to record that song and i mean that song i think is one of the most sellingest songs in history yeah it's like some ridiculous number it's not even millions it's like a billion or some ridiculous number it it won uh, a grammy for roberta flack won a grammy for the foogies it was a platinum hit for both of them um and Lori's version of it when you hear it, you, you know, there's something about somebody singing their own words. So we're going to get her to do that, and we're going to hear the story. But Lori's an amazing artist. She's gone on to do 19 more LPs. She has performed at Carnegie Hall at the Grammy Museum. She's going on a an e, um, East Coast tour in November. She's going to be at the Cutting Room in New York. Um, but she's going to be with us right after the break, and I'm so excited that she's here. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. I mean, even Honey loves Lori. Anyway... Honey loves a lot of people. I shouldn't say that, but she does adore Lori. So, uh, and I, I'm holding on to this. My, I'm sorry. Anyway, stick stick with us because we'll be back in like just a few seconds or so. See you soon. Hi, I'm Vicki Abelson. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Hello. <laughs> I wrote a book called Don't Jump: Sex drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians, sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out, in in a good way, not not like Cosby. Too soon? Don't jump. 
sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Damn, that was going to be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? back with Lori Lieberman. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Thank and you I'm for having me. S- I'm so happy that you're here. Um, there is nothing that I've done that you haven't been a part of in the last 10 years of my Childbirth. life. Childbirth. Ah! I know. That was a lot yeah, longer was a lot than yeah, yeah. As my, yeah, my college age well, kids. I totally hounded you. Remember how we first met? Okay, so I want, I want you to tell the story. Women who write, for those of you out there who don't know, and if you don't know why don't you know, go on to my Facebook and find out about it or on my website. Um, so I have a literary salon in my living room, and it started nine years ago. Um, and the whole purpose of it was to promote this book that took me many more years <laughs> to get out um, and to, to workshop it into a play, which I still haven't done, but I did workshop it into an actual book. Yeah. So that was something. But anyway, so I invited people that I knew who were kind of celebrities to, yeah, celebrities to, to read with me so, they, so I could grab onto their coattails. <laughs> and so it ended up being like this extraordinary thing, which after the first six months, we actually started to have some men because Tom Bergeron came out with a book and said, well, I'll wear a dress. And I thought, well, you know, why can't, I made the rules, I, we can break them. So for, for the next five years, we also had men who performed. Yeah. But I didn't allow my husband at the time to even come into the living room. There were no men in the audience at all, but men could perform. But what we had not had through the first nine months was music. Yeah. And we just had readers, people who had books coming out, and, and, uh, and I would read from mine. And so one day I get an email, and it says, Please, can I come in and sing? I don't even think you asked me to <laughs> sing. I think what, what uh, the message I remember getting from you, I'm trying to cheat, so cheat. So that's your, there's your camera, because I always forget that oh. we're on, I always just get so caught up in this that I never remember to do this. Oh, are we so supposed I'm, to look in there? Yeah, kind of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're beautiful. Look, oh, look yeah. at them. Let them see your beautiful face. Oh, yeah. That's so, a joy to behold. So, so anyway, so what I remember receiving from you was... A request to, I, I also write poetry. I could come and read poetry. And then I Googled you and I saw who you were. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> you wrote the poem that, that with the words to killing me softly. And you want to come and read poet? I don't think so. <laughs> Brit, you, I want you to play. And so Lori was our very first musical guest. Wow. And I th- yeah. Did you do it in New York first? N- uh, no, I think I did it in LA first and then New York second. And then very soon after in, yeah. in New York, because yeah. Lori happened to be on touring and was mm-hmm. in New York. 
So, yes, and from fun. then, we have not not had music since the day that you came. I know. I can't believe the people you've had. We've had a monkey, a turtle, an earth, wind, and fire. <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of crazy people. You really, really have. It's and nice. we've had Lori Lieberman, <laughs> and who has like a gazillion, a gazillion uh, selling hit, which is oh, amazing. And you know, and also, Lori, you just always say yes. Um, you know, well, I love you, Vicky. I'll do anything for you. Well, I really would. The and feeling is mutual. I mean, a couple weeks ago, I think, or three weeks ago, somebody had some problems, and you, and you were asking if uh, if I was available. Yep, I, she, I would you, do anything. And, and the only reason why you didn't jump in that day was because somebody had gotten back to me for because yeah. I was in a panic, and somebody had canceled, and so. And it was a rock boy that I don't want to even get into because he's Whoa. canceled on me twice. A big rock star. What does his name rhyme with? <laughs> yeah. He's a rock star and he's, really? in a, he's in a band that rhymes with Movi. But anyway. Um, really? Yeah. So, uh, well, not John. It wasn't John. But anyway. Um, oh, I know. So, was. yeah. So, mm. so. <laughs> no, it wasn't Richie Sambora. I love Richie Sambora. Oh, he's not okay. in the band anymore. He might be the guy who replaced him, though. But okay. in any. <laughs> we're not going to say we're getting warmer. We're getting warm, hot. But in any case, um, but the fact that you do say yes and you are willing and schlepped up to Big Sur, that was pretty amazing, though. It was. And I have that to tell nice. you that you were a favorite of Mike Nesmith's. Is uh, that right? Mike Nesmith of the Monkeys oh, uh, produced so Women good. Who Ride Up There. And he, when he went down, I had we had like 10 artists on, and he had a few favorites, and you were one oh, of them. Wow. That makes me and, feel so um, good because yeah. I've got such low self-esteem. I thought he hated it, but oh, that was no, really nice. No, he loved you. He was you. great. He loved Wasn't you. And he yes, great? and he played out, actually, that day for the first time with yeah. his band in 17 years wow went on his first tour at right after that and rejoined the monkeys and God. it all started with us that's yeah. so cool. i credit Lori. Yeah. yeah really <laughs> i think that's what it was so Lori, let's talk about you know what before we talk about the song would yeah. you play the song for us oh i will uh so when i okay i will uh it, it starts off though with do you want to tell us the story first? In a, in a way, I sort okay. of do. All right, no. well, only because I went to a club in the 70s. It's so much better 70s. to hear the story first. You're absolutely right. I, I think it's a better setup, Vicky. It's a better setup. You're yeah. absolutely right. You'll listen differently. Yes. 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 You might listen differently. Yes. So my girlfriend, Michelle Willens, um, uh, sort of said to me, uh, you know, come out and see the singer uh, that I had never heard of. And uh, I was just finishing my very first album for Capitol Records, and we needed one last song. And um, I was really depressed. I remember that clearly because I was going through a breakup, and I was... And you were a girl. And I was a girl. <laughs> yeah, you were just a girl. I was probably 100 pounds, and I felt like I was, you know, a fatso. Of course. <laughs> and, um, and so we went off to the Troubadour to see the singer, and he was singing, you know, songs that he was... You know, starting to, well, American Pie was starting was to do was really already. well. Mm -hmm. But and, and that was fine. But then he sang this, and I wonder if you know that I never understood that although you said you'd go until you did, I never thought you would. So I'm sitting in the back with my friend, mm -hmm. and I feel like he's singing to, to me. And I feel like he's singing about 
me and my life. Wow. And so I feel invisible and I feel like he's reading my diary and I feel like he's reading my letters out loud and I feel like he's looking right through me. And oh, so God, those are all the lyrics of the song. <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> and so when the audience filed out, I wrote this poem on a napkin. Right there? The right, whole, yeah, right how there. How much of it? Uh, you know, all of my feelings. What, what she just said, you know, and, yeah. and read each one out loud. Yeah, yeah all yeah. of that wow. stuff. And yeah. so then when I came home, I, I sort of, you know, communicated this to Charlie Fox and the other guy that I was writing with at the time. And they, it got turned into this song. So just imagine little Lori Lieberman <laughs> at a club. I heard he sang a good song. I heard he had a style, and so I came to see him, to listen for a while, and there he was, this young boy, a stranger to my eyes, strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words. Killing me softly with his song, killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life with his words, killing me softly with his song. I felt all flushed with fever, embarrassed by the crowd. I felt he found my letters and read each one aloud. I prayed that he would finish, but he just kept right on strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, killing me softly with his song, Killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life with his words, killing me softly with his song. He sang as if he knew me in all my dark despair. And then he looked right through me as if I wasn't there. But he was there, this stranger, singing clear and strong, strumming my pain with his fingers, singing my life with his words, killing me softly with his song, Killing me softly with his song, telling my whole life with his words, killing me softly with his song. Oh, you know, Lord, I gotta tell you. I have goosebumps from the top of my head to the bottom of my feet. There is nothing, thank you, there is nothing like hearing 
the songwriter's words mm. and hearing you sing them. You know, I love Roberta Flack's version. I love the Fugees version. But you sing my favorite version because it's your heart. It's your heart. It's yours. Well, beside the fact that you're a brilliant singer-songwriter and a fabulous artist, um, it's I can feel you. I can see. I'm so glad you told the story first because I can't. I can picture that that whole thing, and I can see Don McLean sitting on the stool. I I I can just see the whole thing. So. We're, we're going to go to a break soon, so I, I don't want you to tell the story of the song and, okay. and what that turned into, but we'll get into it. But right. so, so just tell us, like, the okay, so you, they, they created the music for the song. Yeah. You recorded it. Yep. And then tell us what happened. And then it was, uh, it was actually on an airplane. It, 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 I was on the cover of Fun in Flight, American <laughs> Airlines. <laughs> and uh, and, uh, and uh, Roberta Flack was on this flight, I think Chicago to LA, and she heard my version. And that time, you know, you had to listen to all the songs to get ah, the loop, that yeah. one again. Right. And I think the title of it, uh, you know, intrigued her. And mine was starting to, you know, climb up the charts, but she liked it. She started to perform it live, actually. And uh, in fact, Richard T was on piano and improving, and I guess her audience really loved it. And Quincy Jones said to her, don't sing that dang song one more time before you record it. I just wow. heard that. That's so fantastic. Because he knew. Yeah, he, he did. There's no way not to know. And, you know, she did it in a way that, of course, you know, I I, I couldn't have imagined that kind of heavy two feel that she had. Mm. The, whoa. And the, you know, yeah. all of that. She added so much to it. But what each of you brings to it, the Fugies, what, what you brought to it, what Roberta brought Every version is just brilliant oh, in its in its fashion. Thank you. Okay, so we are, we're almost so so. Did you have you ever spoken to Roberta about the song? I waved to her at the Grammys. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Hi. All these years, I know. there has to be a payoff one day. I think so. She's uh, what I appreciate is that she started to really talk about it and in in some recent videos about me. So that that feels good. Oh, that's really yeah. good. And yeah. there's been, and Don McLean's also talked about it. Yeah. So we're going to talk about that when okay. we come back. So right. we're going we're gonna to go to, uh, to a quick uh, break, and then we'll be back with, um, with Lori Lieberman, and we're going to hear some great stories. Jason Stewart here for Zinna TV. On the show Absolutely Jason Stewart every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Big guests, everyone from the gayest to gay to the straightest to straight. David, uh, what was his name? He's absolutely Jason. He's absolutely gay. He'll absolutely brighten up. The ultimate jam night at the Whiskey A Go Go here in L.A. If you are in L.A., I cannot advise you strongly enough to go down to the Whiskey A Go-Go, 8 o'clock Tuesday nights. This coming Tuesday, it's, it, let me see what it's called. It's called Ultimate Texas Jam Benefit for Houston. 
for a really good cause. So come on down. I'm sure the jam's going to be amazing. I'm sure that the rock stars that are going to show up for it in the past, they've had, let's see, members of Guns N' Roses, Quiet Riot, Dee Snyder of Twisted Sister. They get amazing people to come down and play. This one's for a good cause. If you aren't in L.A. or if you don't get in because it's a small, intimate, wonderful club, um, you can watch it here. You can watch it here live on Zina TV. So make sure you do that next Tuesday night, 8 p.m., every Tuesday night at 8 p.m., the Ultimate Jam Night at the Whiskey A Go-Go. Trump is saving America, and all Americans should pray for his continued success. It's a position held by Grand Theft Audio, their devilishly handsome Jake Belch. Are we supposed to believe that Bolstered part? Bolstered by the razor-sharp wit of Brant Thelman. Grand Theft Audio airs live on Zina TV Wednesdays at 5 p.m. If any of you tune in after that, well... <laughs> so we don't know which no. parts to believe. Okay, so... No, because that's tongue-in-cheek. That's my tongue is in my cheek, I hope. So I was just quickly looking at the comments on Facebook, and everybody is, of course, falling in love with you. As, um, I know they will. Beautiful love. I mean, it's gorgeous. So now tell us the story about what happened. Uh, it's not a nice story. It, it's, it's ending well. Yeah. Kind of. Well, sort of. I mean, okay. you know. Come closer to the microphone so everyone Okay, can let me just say this, and I'm not going to go into it too much, okay. but Kesha and what she's been through. Yeah has it's nothing similar. on me it's very similar to that i had a very sort of a lousy story happen to me but I'm okay not i don't know kesha's story oh really i, I don't know oh, her that she was prevented from recording for many years and all that stuff i don't know this about mm. her yeah okay oh, yeah that's the big thing and so she's come back now and it's you know she's got this big now she's got a huge career a huge career oh yeah. but they she was prevented yeah. from doing mm -hmm. that okay yeah. so tell us what you mm. can of your story well you know my story was i I, well, okay, I was born in, in Los Angeles. No, 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 no. You know what? <laughs> we're going to go back to that story. Tell us this. Just tell us what's comfortable for you to tell. Okay, none of that is comfortable for me. All right, okay. none of it is because I've moved on. It was a kind of a, I'm so grateful for the song. And it l opened up many, many doors for me. And I wound up, you know, recording and, and, and doing a lot. But I also was out of the business for about 10 years because the business changed. And also I was prevented from recording. It was a, a lawsuit issue. Okay. So that was really a rough go. And I know you're married to a lawyer. <laughs> no, he's a prosecutor. He'll put those people in jail. <laughs> so the good. So, but, but, but so I think this part we can just say is that Lori was never was not previously credited for any part of that song, um, and it went on to sell a gazillion. I, I think I it's, it's how did that happen? And, and so it's just ridiculous. But what I will what we can say now is that Don McLean didn't even know the song was about him until many years later. Is that correct? Actually, he did know uh, the. He did know when it came out. He, he did. did because I know I was watching TV and I was watching um, the Dinah Show. Oh. <laughs> and that shows you how long it is. <laughs> and he how was on and he was talking about it. And it was just starting to climb up the charts by Roberta Flack. But um, did he yeah, know about you? He he did. Okay. He did. And uh, you know what's nice is that in the last couple of years I've received a nice note from him and I also met him for the first time, and he said that. He, you know, all this, it's funny, isn't it? All these years, I thought 
how great it was that he moved me enough to write this poem. Um, and But he actually, the flip side of that is he was very grateful to me. He said in his note, thank you for, for I was going through a bit of a hard time in my career. I don't know what when that was, but he said he, what, uh-huh. he was. And thank you for attributing me and my song, Empty Chairs, to the inspiration behind Killing Me Softly. So I thought that was really nice. Wow. It's like you never really know. You know? Wow. I know. And he's talked about He's he talked about talked it of late. It. Yep, he has. And, and he, wrote a, he wrote a book called Killing Them Softly with My Songs. So. Hello. That's done. Yeah. That's kind of nice right there. It does is. he tell the story in there? He does. And and uh, you know this whole thing about not being credited for the song it, it has come out though that I was the inspiration it, everybody who knows the, the song. It's on the wiki page. It's there and and so it, it all worked itself out and I feel very comfortable with it. I really do. Good. Moving on. Okay. So but, so moving on. And also yeah. to be acknowledged by Roberta Flack is lovely. It is. And it is. um have how about the Fugies? Have the you Fugies? Ever, yeah. The Fugies. I'm sorry I called them. That uh, yeah, yeah. Um uh, Lauren Hill no, but you know will I am. Yeah. Uh definitely uh talked about it quite a lot. In fact, there's did this he, night, really? he did and he and and there's this nice um video that they did in Sweden, believe it or not, and they uh, it was all about killing me softly and he's on it and he's saying it is so clear that this song came from a woman's point of view and Lieberman he calls me Lieberman yeah Lieberman's <laughs> nice. poem so that was really nice yeah oh, that, I can't believe I was calling them the Fugies I know oh, that's the all right Fugies. I'm sorry yeah, but I, no 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 you. I'm so I, I thank you for please I wish you would have corrected me the first time because I know that I have not heard them in years well I don't think they're together anymore Lauren Hill kind of went on her own and all that stuff. She had like kids and stuff, didn't so. she? And yeah, and yeah they were pretty stuff. spectacular. And their version is, I spect- loved it. is spectacular. You know, at first I wondered, what does one time, two time, three times mean? You know, and I thought, well, but I loved it. I loved it. My kids loved it. At that time, you know, I wasn't in the business, but the song came out again, and and suddenly, you know, I was like uh, a big yeah, deal. Yeah, you were like the big thing I was thing like again. a big deal to do my you, kids. Do you, do you, okay, so do your kids? Are no. Pr- yeah. Well, you know what? They're older now. Yeah. And so now, yes, they do. But 19 albums you, later? I know, but I'm telling you, I, there's been Carnegie, times. Come on, Carnegie Hall had to impress them. You know, I think that did. Yeah. I think that did. Carnegie Hall's pretty impressive. <laughs> I know, that was so nice. Oh. But I've been singing. I, I was singing in, in, in some nice theaters, and mm-hmm. I look out, and all I see is one little light in the audience, and it's my son Will, who was like ten, looking at his iPhone. <laughs> I stopped singing midstream, and I said, "I know what you're doing." <laughs> that's hysterical! Oh my gosh! Talk about being me. called out by your mother! Oh my god! That's like put that phone away. <laughs> the mom voice comes yeah. right out. Hear what happened with Samantha? Did you did you hear my story that she turned the camera by mistake when she was hair. filming? No, 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 no! And so she's on film. I'll, I'll show you the seven second video, and she's on film going. And so then she started texting my son saying, while Eddie Ojeda and I are finishing the show, do you think mom's going to be mad? And Harry said, no, I think she's going to laugh like hell. I don't think that, which of course I did. I think it's, it's like my second video of all time. But yeah, our kids. So, so your kids kids. at the times, not so much, but now kind of appreciate. Now they do. But before, I mean, I'm telling you, I, all I wanted to do was all I ever wanted to do really was to have kids for me. That was it. And so all I wanted to do once I had them was to sing to them. And all they ever did was, stop it! (laughs) I'm singing, Mom! 
Oh, it's so interesting to know that I'm not the only mom that gets shushed. That even someone like you with your voice. I and your... Do you know who I am? <laughs> Stop it. Okay, so now you have to tell us a little bit of your love story because and, and your your um, with six you get egg roll story because you actually have. Is oh, oh yeah. yeah yeah so 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 tell us yeah. about your um we're going to go back to your childhood after but but tell us a little <laughs> bit about your love story joe's in the corner there so you is, tell us how you met the love of your life and what happened well uh joe and i lived close to one another joe say joe kelly joseph who, kelly who happens to be oh okay yeah well let me just say when the business changed i largely attributed to him and it's his fault because, because he disco. came out with the movie Saturday Night Fever. Okay, so her husband Joey was Joey in Saturday Night Fever, who was one of the four boys, the cute one, the, the, yeah, the one that looked most like Tony Travolta. Tony Monero's squad. He was in the squad. Okay, mm -hmm. so now it's years later. I saw that movie so many times. Me he too. still looks exactly the same. Yes, I could um, kill him. Stand I up. Know. Stand yeah, up, Joey, Joe. Come we'll, on. We'll, Joe, and come turn over around. Here. Wait, no. I don't know how we can. Can you come over no, to come, here? No, come, come, come. For a second, and we'll put you on camera. I for guess a you're going to come over oh, here, Joe. Boy. Yeah, this, this is what I mean. Come, about forget about it. <laughs> here he okay, is. Okay, so Aww. there he is. She's the one. Oh, <laughs> she is See, he looks exactly the same. He does. He does look the same. Okay, so tell us the love story. No, so he recognized a poster that I had of myself on the wall, and and he had my early albums. This is now nineteen. That's you fanboyed and fanboyed each other? That's yeah. a little right No, at times we were just down the street from one another when I was at the bitter end and he was working at the restaurant right next to it. At which, that time. which one? Because I ran the Rock and Roll Cafe, uh, which was the other end in those days. Oh. That's where you worked at the other end? Wow, I saw Carly Simon there in 1971. Oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so, so... So, Joe said, what are you doing? You should be singing. It's been 10 years. You're not in the business. What's going on? And uh, he got me singing again. And all those 10 years, even though I was not in the business, I, I'd been writing kind of songs in secret. And he, um, and he got me singing again. He got me... Uh, you know, he's, Lori, we can figure this out. And so we started, and I released... Um, you know, uh, an album a, lot a lot of, of albums. albums, and and the thing about Joe, I have to say that I that is pretty unbelievable is, you know, during the time of Capitol Records and big uh, companies, you know, mm -hmm. once you were out of a deal, you were out of the business. That, that really? Was it. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Back then. Yeah. I mean, back then, way back in those days. Louise Palanker started Premier Radio, so she's from the business yeah. of which yeah. you are in the business. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I. That's right. I know what happens, and I know how people get frozen, and I have friends who've gotten frozen, and there's just yes. nothing you can do. I you know. you know, you can't lift that many lawyers. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. you, and, it's, and it's such a hopeless feeling for people who are artistic mm. to and not be us, able to share their so arts. We, so we talk about hope here yeah. and inspiration and motivation. So, mm. how, so love helped. Yeah, it, it, but mainly, you know, of course it gave me the confidence to go, Sing again, but then what I love about Joe is, you know, he said to me, Lori, we can figure this out. We can figure this out. So we built our own little home studio, and of course, Joe is an audiophile now. He does uh, major screening rooms and studios for a celebrity clientele, so he knows a lot about this. Right. And um, and so our studio is well equipped with like um, the most amazing cables and things that you know. I don't even know what they are. But he just sort of started to learn to engineer 
Carter and became an award-winning engineer. And, wow. and we have just now, you know, released our, our 18th, you know, CD. And, and we're having fun doing it. We want to kill each other sometimes. <laughs> well, that's all right. <laughs> uh, but, you know, the, the thing that's so wonderful is that this show, The Road Taken, is about maps to success, celebrity roadmaps. Oh, and so when we come back, we're going to take a little break in a okay. couple minutes. We're going to talk about what your take, what the secret, what you think the secret for longevity and success is mm -hmm. for you. But I think that's part of it mm -hmm. is recreating yourself and finding your own solution that if the business, you know, and if the door comes up and the windows close, that you find a way to get, through. you go around it, you find another way. So we're going to talk more about how you guys navigated your way through it and a little and so how many kids are there uh, there were seven in the house seven kids yeah. in the house yeah um and uh was there like uh w was it loud it was loud there was a lot of uh Ooh, yeah. like that it's a lot of proactive and tampons going on uh, oh <laughs> that's nice that was. yeah <laughs> it was loud too and it was loud too yeah well we so, loved it though we loved it we loved it and so and you have a tour coming up i do I do. I'm having a little mini tour in November, my birthday. I'm doing a little concert at the Cutting Room on the 15th of November, and then on to the Town Crier in Beacon, New York, and then Cafe Lena, Saratoga. You know, it's a small thing. It's fine. But you're like big in Europe. I, I like you. You're I'm, like a because they <laughs> you you didn't have that period there, right? Yeah. They just kept on loving you. Well, that's the thing. I thought that nobody would remember me because there was no uh, internet or anything, and then they welcomed me back to the most amazing tours and theaters and things, and yeah, it's been great. We're going to talk about, we're going right. to talk about Europe, we're going to talk about, um, we're going to talk about it all when we come back. So, stick with us uh, after just a couple seconds or so. Uh, we'll be back with Lori Lieberman. I'm Vicki Abelson. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson? Hello. <laughs> I wrote a book called Don't Jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, my fucking mother. Not my mother, Andy Stone's mother. Andy Stone is my heroine, and she was addicted to everything pretty much except heroin. Oh my God, oh yes! She just totally captures the excitement of, of rock stars. And famous athletes and famous comedians sort of an insider's view from the outside. The warmth and wit of Vicky's writing knocked me out in, in a good way, not, not like Cosby. Too soon? Don't jump. Sex, drugs, rock and roll, and my fucking mother. Damn, that was gonna be the name of my book. Vicky wrote a book? Vicki Abelson's long-awaited new book, Don't Jump, is finally here. Don't miss it. Who the fuck is Vicki Abelson?
and we're back with the beauteous Lori Lieberman <laughs> and Louise Polanco. And we just learned that we are all three Scorpios, so watch out over there. Watch out. Um, <laughs> in any case, um, so um, I'm watching on this, and it's showing me something else, and it's really confusing oh, me, right? It, yeah. There must be a delay on, on Facebook because I'm seeing <laughs> commercials now. Yeah, um, so that's very unnerving. I know, I know. Um, in any case, so Lori, so we'll, where did we but we left off. Okay, so this is the road take. Yeah. And so what we aspire to do is to give those of us out there like myself who are still trying to figure out a way to merge creativity and commerce to find our way in the business and to shine a light and get, get breakthrough. Um, what, what do you yeah. – you, you were in a dark place. You were you – were, you were, yeah. So how did you get through it? Um, you know, I hate to give him more credit because after the show is over, I'm going to just be so, <laughs> he's going to have a swelled head. <laughs> but honestly, it really was, I believe that creative people need this much encouragement mm. and it goes a long way. Yes. Don't you think? Yes. Like yeah. just, just a little bit. And, and because I'm such a, a fragile artist. It doesn't take much for me to walk away from a piano because somebody said I wasn't good enough oh, or God. somebody said uh, somebody looked askance at, at someone when I was singing on stage and then I felt like, oh, my God, I can't. Sing. You know, it's it's just ridiculous. And I'm yeah. prone to anxiety anyway. Mm -hmm. So that was just a, you know, a hard, a hard thing for me. Um, I think what gave me the inspiration to sort of start mm -hmm. was Joe saying this song restart. is good. Restart. Mm -hmm. You know, I never really thought I would get back to the business. I, I really didn't. I was going to be a baker, uh, probably a music teacher, uh, or a homeopath. Was um, it different for you the first time around? Like, you were young and you mm -hmm. got a deal quickly. I did. So did you have a different level of confidence when all of that was happening? I had no confidence. You had no Like, confidence. no Okay, I was born in L.A. I grew up in Switzerland. I went to a college in Boston, and that was a joke. I came out to L.A. and got signed with Capitol Records and this production deal. And boom, before I knew it, I was singing at the amazingly huge venues. Right. And I felt really shy. I'd been in some bands, you know, in high school, but all of a sudden people were looking at me and I just, oh, you know, it was really difficult. And I did not have a good time. I wow. didn't have fun at all. I'm asked often, uh, what was it like in the 70s? Who'd you hang out with? No one. Wow. Like nobody. Like okay. my friend Michelle, who <laughs> took me to the Troubadour. That was about <laughs> it. Okay. And I mean, was sheltered i i was you know passive i think so you know i sang these these five six seven albums and then the deal was over and when it was over i thought i was worth nothing hmm. i had I just worth nothing if i wasn't singing and suddenly five years ago i it just five years felt like a long time when right. i was on stage and now i'm not um i to create a life for myself I wanted to have children so so much and they were hard won and I was able to have three which I'm so grateful for and um, I didn't think I would get back to the business when I did and when Joe said I think we can figure this out I really decided well this time I'm now when I went back to it I was about 44 years old and I thought I'm gonna have fun this 
I didn't have fun before. It went by in a flash. And truly, had I known that killing me softly that night was my defining moment, I would have enjoyed it a whole lot more. <laughs> you know what <laughs> I mean? If we only knew now, right? Yeah. But so, and so you do enjoy it. I enjoy it so much. And now I'm 65. And I am... Oh. We're making you get closer to the mic. Oh, you and me. Oh, <laughs> both of us. Oh, okay. me too. And I'm enjoying myself so much, mainly because I feel like I'm writing for myself. Mm. If I'm not interested in what I'm writing, then, and if I'm bored by it, then the song isn't good enough. And I feel at this age and at this time in my life, I have so much to draw <sighs> upon. I do. I'm not going to be Taylor Swift. Uh, those days are over. I never had that good a time anyway. <laughs> but at 65... You I don't have any boyfriends to dump on. Yeah. Currently. Yeah. No, choose not to do that. I do... Um, my challenge is to write songs that are for my age. Uh, and I don't mean... I, and I don't um, you know, old, old women's songs. I mean songs that are authentic to where I am right now. I feel full of hope. I feel full of uh, energy. Um, I love all music. I listen to it all the time. I'm inspired by the music that I hear. And I love to write. I love the process 